We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack a Day podcast. Happy post-Halloween. When we're recording this, it is Halloween. Harvest night, Day. So I think it's Harvest Day. Harvest Day. Mm-hmm. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, I'm Steve Perhatch, joined as always by the interrupting Dusty Evely mm-hmm. and uh, Sarah Kelleher. Guys, uh, we're uh, this is bad. I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to start. So before we even get into Packer stuff, technically it is Halloween night. Let's have a little fun before we get into this. Normally it's a how you doing, blah, blah, blah. But we're just going to get into the meat and potatoes of what everybody wants to hear about. So I'm going top three Halloween trick-or-treat candies. And I want to have some some hot takes here. So, Dusty, I'm sure you've got, like, Fun Dip and that's all. Mm-hmm. And, Sarah, I'm sure there's candy corn or some shit. But uh-uh. we're going to... Yeah, Absolutely yeah. not. Absolutely <laughs> not. That's, thought you knew her. You thought you knew her. <laughs> Sorry, goldfish. Sorry, you get the goldfish. But, uh, <laughs> Dusty, let's start candy. Top three candies. I don't know that any of these are hot takes, man. I'm going to go, I mean, number, number one with a bullet, Reese's Pumpkin. Uh... No, no doubter. Uh, number two, Sour Patch Kids. Love me a package of Sour Patch Kids. This this time of year, sometimes you get the zombie ones. They taste the same, but they look cool. They look festive. Sure. And third, I will go Butterfingers. I like Butterfingers. Oh. There's something about the mini Butterfingers that taste a little different. So I I will go with the mini, but almost want Snickers there. Because as less, you're walking around, there's less of a there. mess with the mini Butterfinger as well. Like yeah. you don't get the, yeah. it doesn't crunch all over the place. So mm-hmm. I definitely, yeah, I can, I definitely can be on board with that. Yeah, Sarah, I'm not, I'm not a big Butterfingers fan. I, I just have never, even as a kid, and it's one of those things that I thought, oh, maybe when I'm an adult, 
I'll like it. Maybe it's <laughs> maybe an adult grow, candy. Maybe I'll grow into loving Butterfingers. <laughs> yeah, no, that just, it never happened for me. Um, I don't think mine is too controversial either. Uh, I have uh, the king size Snickers bar. That was always the absolute best when you'd Don't walk see. up to the house and it was there. <laughs> what? <laughs> they're, they're just, they're, there's a comment I want to make, but it's going to be taken uh, out of per, size. The, the <laughs> yeah. I would, okay. Hey, Sarah, <laughs> I would keep talking if I were you. I would yeah, it's probably a better talking. idea. So do you right. just, is Snickers your first choice? Yes. Okay. And then peanut M&M's. Uh, absolutely mm-hmm, love peanut mm-hmm. M&M's. And then this one is similar to Dusty's pick, but sour Skittles, uh, especially as a kid. Mm-hmm. It, it would You would get that um, with a mix of all the chocolate and other just sh- sugar-loaded candies that were thrown in your Halloween bucket. And then you'd come across that lime green package, and it would just – it was different. It stood out. It tasted different. It complemented all of the other flavors. And I recently had sour Skittles for the first time in years, and I almost died after eating them because they were so sour. <laughs> but as a kid, it was just unbeatable. Um, and I think I could do it now in doses. But I, if I ate like even just one of the mini bags, I, I'd probably throw up now. But you know, I'm, I'm getting old, so that's okay. <laughs> But how how old are you again, Sarah? Old enough to want to throw up after sour skittles. That's yeah, how old she is. Wrecks your stomach, man. It's no joke. Uh, uh, all right, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna agree with Dusty. Like number one is Reese's. That's just for sure. Like hard number one. That's it. that's it. Number two is the little boxes of nerds. I love those. Yes. Oh yeah, those are good. And uh, you know, doesn't matter what flavor you get, whatever. Like grape, strawberry, what you know, those are always hit very well. The third one is going to be my like almost controversial, but caramel apple pops. Those were my favorite suckers. Like those things I used to sell in high school. <laughs> I would buy the bag for like three bucks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would buy the bag for like two bucks. And then I would go and sell them for a quarter a pop. And then just go back you're, more. you're like hanging out outside the school in a leather jacket with your collar pop. Hey, uh, sour apple pop. <laughs> Get your sour apple pop. I, I love the fact that you think that I was cool enough to have a leather jacket in high school. <laughs> that, was definitely, that was definitely not the case he had one with the logo of that brand like on the sleeve um as an official salesperson for them uh my other two like non-officials were i always love paydays like those are very seldomly seen and given away but man i loved a payday and then uh a mr good bar the the chocolate and peanuts like to to me those those were the other two that were like right next to it but um outside of that the only other halloween questions i got for you guys are your favorite halloween costume as a kid and your favorite as an adult so i don't know if you dress up as an adult if you don't that's okay but what was your favorite as a kid and favorite as adult sarah we're gonna start with you uh as a kid i hated since i you know did all trick-or-treating in florida and it was always ungodly hot. I always hated wearing costumes that required any mask or things that would just trap the heat because it was absolutely miserable. Um, So a lot of times my mom would make homemade costumes based on 
what I was into that year that was usually just something simple where I could wear, you know, a shirt, t-shirt, running shorts, and then just put it over that. And one year, uh, I was an iPod. That was like my favorite (laughs) costume as a kid. Um, And so they basically, my parents, you know, cut out two big pieces of cardboard. And this is like the iPod Nano because this was the year that that came out and I had it and loved it. I was always listening to mine. And so got a black piece of card, two black pieces of cardboard, drew everything on it, uh, put some Velcro, some straps on it. And there we go. So I'll have to try to find the pictures. But I just remember it was absolutely awesome. And it was a big hit. You know, you'd go up to the door. And again, this is when the iPod was just coming out. So you'd walk up and get your candy and everyone's like, iPod point. <laughs> um, so it was a good memory, and it was easy, super easy. Didn't require like any, you know, wiping off paint, face paint, any of that. So um, that was awesome as a kid. One of my most memorable. Um, I don't really dress up a ton anymore. Um, in college, though, um, my friends and I, we all used to go up to Florida State uh, because they would do. Halloween up in Tallahassee and FSU is a big party school. So they, they would have a lot of uh, crazy parties. And this was like the one weekend of the year that I would go out like that. Um, and one year, uh, I think it was the year after, but we were at Florida State and, you know, James Winston was uh, there shortly before that. There was the whole Publix incident. Uh, so our, our ensemble did like someone was a Publix employee, I was a crab, and then uh, <laughs> someone else was Jameis Winston. And we were at FSU, so it made sense. Uh, and it was a hit at that party too, because it was timely and at full state. <laughs> so that was probably the best one I got from recent years. That's good. That's good. I was kind of the same as, so as a kid, we lived in Florida uh, a lot when I, when I was a kid for about eight years or something, and we didn't have a lot of money. So all of my costumes were homemade. And so my two that I can remember that I thoroughly enjoyed, it, one, one was Sleepwalker, which was a Marvel comic book character that I was super into. It ran like 12 episodes. Like no one knew who Sleepwalker was, but I was Sleepwalker. Uh, and then the other one was uh, we had homemade Teenage Mutant Turtle outfits, and so I was Michelangelo. Ooh. We had a little, we had a little shell on the back, and you know the mask and all that stuff. So I would love if there's a picture of one of those that exists. I don't think they do anymore, at least not that I've been able to find. Uh, but those were awesome. And then favorite adult costume, I I love. I see the pictures of parents doing the themed outfits, and it's always so cute and adorable. My kids change their mind two days before Halloween every single year, so I cannot do it. I don't plan for it. Uh, I if I do anything at all. I do something that is uh, cheap and lazy and easy. And so this year I did, I'll just say this year is my favorite one was just, I went as a camp crystal Lake camp counselor. That is the camp that uh, Jason Voorhees obviously killed everyone at multiple times year after year after year. Uh, (laughs) And so I just, I just have a hoodie that says camp crystal Lake counselor and I have a camp crystal Lake hat. And I wore that and that was my costume because it was cold and that was warm. (laughs) And and you took, took your kids trick or treating and, that yeah no no one no not a single person seemed to know what it was so really i was a man in a hoodie and a hat which is truly what i was (laughs) yeah i didn't do any like the blood on the face or anything what what can i throw in in five minutes and walk behind my children while they get (laughs) all right well that's i guess that's fair uh (laughs) i mean i guess this is a theme from you know younger days of parents making the costumes um I had two favorites. One was my mom made an Ewok costume, which nice. was 
dope. Like going back, like we used to use that as just like playtime fun because it was awesome. <laughs> like that's how good of a job she did with the Ewok costume. And then I was talking to friends the other day because we were, um, you know, talking about how Halloween's changed a little bit. And I remember being, I was Indiana Jones one year. And so my mom did a, like a fake beard with makeup and I had the hat, I had the fedora hat. And then I, in second grade, took a full on whip to (laughs) school. I had a whip in school and I legit remember being in the bathroom and like, check this out. <laughs> like legit, <laughs> legit smacking that thing. Like somebody could have gotten very, very hurt with that thing. So, uh, just you know, times have changed a little bit since uh, mm-hmm. I was I was in the second grade. Um, uh, guys, Rasul Douglas got traded. I don't know if you heard about that. Packers, Packers fans really, really, really handled this well. At least on Twitter, they really handled it well. Um, I we we have seen things like I love it, I hate it. Uh, this is stupid. What is Brian Gutekunz doing? Why didn't they trade more people? Why didn't they trade for people? Um, so it, it it was all over the board, all over the board. Sarah, talk to me. Like before, yeah, we'll we'll get to Dusty and his, his breakdown of everything. But talk like what was your gut reaction? Just to the trade before you get into the insanity that was Packers Twitter after that. Yeah, I mean, I was sad. I don't think anyone was like, yeah, they traded Rasul Douglas. Woo, great move. Um, so it sucks. I mean, he w- he hasn't been on the team very long, but has made a, a pretty big impact both culturally and on the field Uh during his time in Green Bay. So I understand, you know, probably what they're trying to do. You know, there's a big cap hit next season. I think it's like $11.5, $11.6 million. So they're, they're probably trying to clear some space and, and work with uh, some of the, the guys that they've got and, and try to, you know, see how they can shuffle the pieces. And this is, was unfortunately part of that. And it, it sucks Uh, at the end of the day. I I wasn't thrilled about it, but it's one of those things that is simple and cliche as it is. It's just kind of part of the business and and how they're doing things. And um, I'll definitely miss him. And he's a guy that, you know, I'll be rooting for um, as long as the bills are never playing the Packers. Yeah. I'm kind of the same way. Like it sucks, but I get it. He was, um, I know I heard a lot of stuff, and this is this is part of it too. He he has been one of the more vocal members of that defense um, in terms of talking to the media, and we need to be better, and seem like holding guys accountable and all that stuff. And so I think there's there's some of the conversation kind of went around like some of that. Well, they lost the vocal leader. We're also not inside the locker room, so to say he's the vocal leader, he's the loudest to the media. That that doesn't mean he's the only vocal guy uh, in there. But no, it, it stinks. But also, that I mean, the the greater point is he's not going to be on the next great Packers team, the next good Packers team. And if slash when Stokes gets back, there's a log jam at outside receiver. That's been a talking point for the past year now. What do they do when all those guys are healthy? Well. Now when those guys are healthy, uh, Rasul is not there. So it's one of those things. It stinks. The Packers had very few veterans on deals that were movable, um, that were attractive to other teams. So it makes sense to do that, I think. I don't think there's anything holding them not to do it. And the return seemed fine. What they gave up, um, they gave up Rasul and a fifth, and they got a third back. 
that seems perfectly fine. So yeah, it sucks just because it's it's hard not to love Rasul and what he's done for the team since he's been there. But it, I also totally understand why they did that. Well, they I mean they moved up fifty spots ish mm-hmm. ish, and um, I I don't know, man. Like the reaction to me, it didn't make sense. It felt, I mean, I know it's crazy to say, it felt it felt very emotional for a lot of people. I, I, just, I just didn't understand it. It's like, what the, what the F is this? Like, why are we doing this? I don't like this at all, blah, blah. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, are you guys watching the same Packers team that I'm watching? Like, what is going on here? Like, they are two and five and they have been, they, they are not trending in the right direction. They are not trending towards like, oh, maybe they're a player or two away from getting this thing together. No, they're they are a dumpster fire that has not gotten better. Like every week it's like somebody throws like a oil oil trap from a you know a fast food restaurant into the fire and they're like, ooh, this is not getting better. This is not getting any better. And they're like, oh, we lost Rasul. It's over now. Like, what? Hmm. No. Well, I think it's doom and gloom season. Yeah, it's doom and gloom. It's everybody's already sad, uh, and rightfully so. I'm sad. I mean, what we saw Sunday and what we have seen the last few weeks sucks. I mean, Steve no, and I, I were absolute morons on this show and said, <laughs> oh, the Packers could be 6-1 and one if they go on this stretch because we were just naive and complete idiots and you know blinded by the possibilities. And I Honest to God, I think other people saw that potential too, that, hey, they could at least come out on the other side of this stretch and and have a winning record. And it just completely has all gone downhill. Everything is bad. And then people are already angry and upset. And then maybe the one player that they really like gets traded away. So I can see where they're coming from. I don't agree with it. But it, I mean, yeah, everybody thought. Oh, after See, Jordan is, Love, and it could be this could be it. This is the problem. I bl- I blame the NFL. This is all the NFL's fault. They the never sh- they never should have put Packers Bears Week One because it gave everybody <laughs> a false sense of hope. They're like, oh my god, did you? We put up almost forty. This is amazing. The, their Packers are going to be good. And then we didn't. The the fact we didn't realize was that the Bears are just absolute ass, and then so are the Packers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, the Bears are mega stinky, and the Packers are stinky. Like, that that's if we're going to dumb it down in terms I, like I that. Don't, I don't even know if you can do that right now, Sarah. I don't even know if you can differentiate between the two. Big fan of uh, Tyler Bajant, are you? The, the Bears I, quarterback? Big fan of his? Tell me, tell me the difference between the Packers and the Bears right now. Uh, Tyler Bajant. Uh, their defense is worse. Uh, their offense is also worse. They are, I'd say the their Bears offense have, is their offense is worse. Have you, <laughs> really, have, really? Have you watched the Bears' offense? <laughs> they they will, they have had they've had streaks better than the Packers have had recently. I will give them that, but they are still wildly inconsistent. The only plays oh, they'll get is are if the Packers it, consistent. Well, I mean, the no, Packers listen, are consistent. Listen, I'm not saying the Packers are good. I am saying the Bears are worse. I'm saying the Bears are worse. Okay. <laughs> right not now, by, not, by not by it's, much. Not by much. I mean, listen, it's probably a fairly thin margin. I yeah. I will agree with you there. Okay, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Well, um, we do have a little bit of news and notes because there were some actual um, some trades that actually went down. So it was actually pretty busy trade deadline, and every team 
uh, in the NFC North made some deals. So uh, we got Montez Sweat to the Bears for a second-round pick. Donovan Peoples-Jones to the Lions. Got um, Josh Dobbs, actually, from mm-hmm. Arizona going to Minnesota as hopefully QB1, which I don't quite understand because then they traded Ezra Cleveland as well to <laughs> Jacksonville. So I didn't... Josh Dobbs can run. He's athletic that, that he can happen. move. Like, so the you go, quarterback buddy. happened first and then they <laughs> traded away the guard? Okay. Um, so that was the a math little... ain't math in there. Yeah, I mean, it's Minnesota. So what, <laughs> what are we expecting? Uh, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't all make sense. So um, guys, I guess... Um, you know, doesn't have to be just from the NFC North, but what's the biggest takeaway um, from the trade deadline? I mean, I'm just I'll, I'll make I'll make the joke that everybody wants to make because it's Montez Sweat to, went to the Bears for a second round pick, and then the 49ers like two hours later <laughs> got Chase Young for a third, uh, younger, you know. That he was second pick. Well, and his production has not been great, but he's been no. injured. Like when he's on the field, like he's just an absolute tornado out there. <laughs> he'll drink the magic juice in in uh I almost said Seattle in San Fran, and he'll come back and he'll be amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But again, like I, it's one of those things that I, I do grow a little frustrated with people. Like, well, I would have given up a third round pick for for Chase Young. Like, well, no shit. Like, then you and, also and- then have to pay him. You're not a GM. Like, you, there's a reason you're not a GM. You would have give, you would have given up a second for Chase Claypool as well. <laughs> That's a lot of things you would have done. <laughs> I would have traded for Antonio Brown. <laughs> there's a reason that I'm not a GM and that I'm hosting a podcast. <laughs> but Sarah, what it like? What was a what was one of the big takeaways that you got just from the trade deadline? My takeaway was that the Vikings feel like they can compete as long as they have a quarterback, um, which wasn't super shocking, but it there was a lot of doom and gloom in, in Minnesota land of, oh, you know, we're, we're finally turning things around, which they have. I mean, Kirk Cousins was playing phenomenal before he got hurt. I mean, he was he was great and, it, you know takes a lot for me to admit that, um, but um, he was great. So it sucks to see that happen. And, you know, the emergence of, of Addison, you know, they get Jefferson back. And if they continue with that momentum, you know, they could be, I don't, you know, they're no way they're a Super Bowl team, but they could sneak into the playoffs potentially, you know, and they could, they could be halfway decent. And so I feel like they just felt, you know, we, we can do it as long as we have somebody who's decent at quarterback. And I'm curious to kind of see how it plays out. Obviously they'll meet again with the Packers down the road, but uh, kind of just curious with the momentum there and with the bears, I think the bears are broken. I, I, I just really think that it, it's almost like they are a joke to everyone else. Like they'll do something like you said, Steve, and then another team will hop in and be like, ha, let's make them look really stupid. Um, or like with Claypool, like they'll get a guy that everybody is, is, you know, slamming the button for yes, yes, we want this guy. And then they go to, to Chicago and they stink. So 
my takeaways are the Vikings could still be a little frisky. The Bears are broken and probably will remain broken for a while. And I think the Lions could potentially be a little frisky too. Um, and the Packers, yeah, they stink. Um, and I don't think a lot's going to improve there. Yeah, I don't think – the <laughs> the Dobbs move to Vikings, if he started off well in Arizona – has faltered the past couple of weeks because it's Josh Jobs. Like that's he'll give you some games, but then there was a quote. It made me laugh. I think it was a quote two days ago. I think from the head coach Jonathan Ginn, who said after the game, uh, Dobbs is going to be our starter going forward. Um, like we, he's going to be starting next week because Murray is like set to come off the pup. Like Dobbs is going to be starting. <laughs> and two days ago, Gannon said something effective like. I said that before I watched the film of this past game. <laughs> Josh Dobbs is not going to be the starter next week. And they traded him within like six hours or something. What? So so it's one of those like you oh knew he God. was not going to be back in Arizona. He was going somewhere. Um, I don't know what the – this is I've, – I've got so many questions about the Vikings. I don't know what they think they are because if like I, Dobbs potentially is just like we want competence at the quarterback position if we can get it because the, their number two was uh, Jaron Hall, I think, mm-hmm. who was like a 25-year-old rookie from He's BYU. Rookie. Yeah. Uh, and we saw him this past week, and he looked like a 25-year-old rookie. So it could just be we don't have grand plans. We thought we could pick up Dobbs for cheap. We've got him for the year. We figure out the quarterback plan afterwards. But, like, they're not trying to compete. They are winning some games. They're not trying to compete right now. They've said all along this is a competitive rebuild. They need a quarterback. Dobbs is not it. So I'm curious about that. That might just be we need to field the competent quarterback team. We feel like Dobbs can give us that with a cheap pick. Um, I Yeah, I am – I like Montez Sweat. I am so excited to see how the Bears ruin that dude for the rest of this season. He is going to get like two pressures over the rest of the season for some reason that no one knows. Like it's going to be, it feels like it's going to be a disaster, and I'm just waiting for it. Even though he is a good, or he'll, uh, I forget who it was, but he'll he'll pull a f- the same thing as uh, the guy who he sacked the quarterback and then ran and did a jump to celebrate and then tore his ACL. Oh, um, that was a, a Lions no. linebacker. I'm blanking on who that was. was no, no, it was a bear. A Bears player did that too. There's a Bears player that like that messed up <laughs> his knee or ankle, or it happened. I remember it happened. Okay, I do. I remember in my mind it's a Viking. It may have been both. Maybe a Lions. I think yeah, there's a line. I do game. remember Lions player as well. But um, yeah, it also uh, happened with a Grammatica brother after kicking like a 40 yard field goal. So. But I, I do remember watching the part of that Vikings game and just fully not understanding what they were doing after Kirk Cousins got hurt. They kept like, throwing. Like, stop throwing. I, 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 it's like you have a rookie quarterback. Run the ball. Just run the ball. That's all they had to do. And it just it kept I think it was 24-10 when he came in. Like, there was mm-hmm. no reason. And he was just like his first pass was like nearly intercepted and it was 10 yards over someone's head. And you're like, no. don't, don't do that again. <laughs> what are you doing, dude? And then they kept doing it. They kept doing mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah, it was, it was fascinating, but well, I guess we have to do this. I'm not looking forward to it, but Packers offense versus Rams defense. So again, what we will do, uh, we will look at the one thing, the one thing that we are looking for, um, for this game. And so Sarah, we're going to start with you. Yes, so, yay, another week that we get to talk about the Packers offense. Um, I was watching a few videos, reading things uh, to prep for the podcast, and uh, one guy in the video I was watching said, 
The only thing we know about Green Bay is that they kind of stink. And I thought that summed it up pretty well. Um, But, you know, one thing that I'm looking for this week is something that has been missing from the Packers offense for a long time. And that is a first half touchdown. Just please, for the love of God, just that's all I'm looking for. I want to see it happen. Uh, It has not happened since week three against the Saints. Um, Our our good pod father, Andy, he tweeted out. It's very long tweet, but I'm going to I had to suffer through it and I'm going to read this. So you have to hear this. He said Packers first half drive since week three against the Saints, not including kneel downs or one play runs before the half. Four plays, eight yards, punt. Seven plays, 27 yards, punt. Six plays, 10 yards, punt. 10 plays, 41 yards, punt. Four plays, zero yards, field goal. Three plays, seven yards. Oh, I skipped one. Sorry, guys. Three plays, negative 11 yards, punt. Three plays, seven yards, punt. One plays, zero yards, interception. Three plays, three yards, punt. Five plays, 16 yards, punt. Four plays, 17 yards, end of half. Eight plays, 23 yards, punt. Eight plays, 75 yards, field goal. Four plays, 11 yards, punt. And it just keeps going. 25 total drives, nine total points, 18 total punts, two interceptions, four field goals attempted, only three made, one end of half, and zero touchdowns. 3.16 yards per play and only a total of 395 yards. It's not good. The first half Packers offense is not good. And that's all I'm looking for this week is just some productivity and hopefully Packers player in the end zone the only the only update that I would want on top of that is how many penalties are in the first half I'd be curious to see that one too as the most penalized team in the NFL too many many. that's the answer good answer yep Dusty what are you looking for yeah actually I had some of the first half stuff too I had a a couple things I want to bring up but they are Packers are 30th on offense uh, at first half success rate and ninth in the second half. Now, some of that's due to the way defenses have changed in playing them, but some of them is just the way they've been operating. They look better in the second half, even against the same defensive looks and all that. So just give me, I'm not asking for the world. I'm asking for my note says, get off to a competent start, not get off to a hot start, not get off to a good start, get off to a competent start. Uh, so that, that's I'm looking for there. And then the other thing is just uh, the Viking or the, the Vikings, the Rams are, below average uh, at giving up touchdowns per drive. They give up a touchdown. They give up a score on, on like about 42% of their drives, which is fifth highest in the league. And then a touch. So they, they're allowing drives. They're giving up touchdowns on 20.2% of the drives, which is 14th in the league. Now the Packers are, are still there above average at scoring in the red zone. So string together some drives against these Rams, which the Rams are giving up. Uh, some pretty long drives here and giving up scores. So I just want to see them drive the field against the Rams and then finish in the red zone, which they've, they started off well. They're actually like six in the league through like before the bye week and they've kind of plummeted since then. So the, the Packers are about half 16th in the league, I think this year at scoring touchdowns in the red zone, but they were top half of the league uh, early in the season. So you can drive, get some drives going, finish in the red zone. And the other thing I'm looking for, last thing is Packers use of motion. This is something I I, I would love someone to ask the floor about this. And that if there's like an actual answer behind it, they have not used nearly as much motion in the past couple of weeks as they were since the buy. They've not. My theory on that is that this is their attempt to slowly scale back the offense be, before building it back up. Because if you do that motion, especially that short motion stuff that's in vogue with the Dolphins, the Packers were running on stuff week one, you've got to be 
on it. Now they didn't, they didn't hit any pre-snap penalties with that stuff, but you have to snap that precisely when you need to snap that to get everyone on the same page with all the penalties they were having. It seems like they've scaled back use of motion motion a bit to kind of simplify that aspect of it. Get your guys in those looks, get them to where people know their jobs and then kind of build that back up. That's been the past two weeks now that the motion has been uh, severely lacking. I think that's the reason for it. So I'm curious if that continues against the Rams as well. Honestly, I just, I, I want a little bit more just, all I'm looking for is not as many penalties. I, I don't even know how to like, I just want some, like, I understand that this is the youngest team in the NFL. I get that. But the amount of times that like a decent play gets called back from something stupid. It's just, it's getting infuriating as a Packers fan. Like it's just so frustrating. So I think like, I, I I know, I know I asked for heart in the last game, and I really don't think that I got that. <laughs> I don't believe that I got that from the last game. I, maybe it's dedication this week. Maybe it's dedication and like hoping and praying of the fact that the Packers can, you know, start to, you start to see some progress from these young kids of, of understanding the things like, not running the wrong routes or, you know, not going past the line of scrimmage uh, on a screenplay or, you know, all the stupid ass stuff that, that happens, that happens in college games that you try not to have happen in a, in a pro game. And, you know, when your average player is 24, 25 years old, that's what's going to happen. So I guess I'm looking for a little progress from the team. It would be eye-opening. I can't say I expect it, <laughs> but this is what I'm maybe yeah maybe this is what I'm hoping for at this point. So, guys, we did get some questions from uh, the Twitterverse. Shockingly, some of them revolved around Rasul, but uh, first one we got is from uh, at an five fer and. Um, Question is, number one, what is worse, the Packers borrowing from the future by trading for some vet right now and situation not improving or them staying put slash selling and not getting a true evaluation of love? Number two, what's the most memorable funny story from Halloween? So, Dusty, let's start with you. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Does anyone else struggle with the seasonal blues? I know for me personally, it's not so much the hustle and bustle or anxiety of the season. It's more of memories of holidays past. Thinking back to times when my kids were younger, when different family members were still around, it can all make me extremely nostalgic for holidays that have come and gone. Now everyone's a little bit different and for a multitude of reasons, this time of season can be a lot. And if that's you too, don't fret. It's natural to feel sadness, anxiety, or stress during the holiday season. I think something that we can easily forget is that therapy can be a bright spot amidst all the stress and chaos. It can be something to look forward to, it can make you feel grounded, and it can give you the tools that you need to manage everything that's going on in your life. I've personally benefited from therapy in the past. I'm sure I'm going to benefit from therapy again in the future. I've learned to take a deep breath and enjoy the moments that are happening in the here and the now, and I try to slow down in those crazy busy moments that are sure to exist this holiday season. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give better 
BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, extremely convenient, and can be suited to your unique schedule. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Packaday to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Packaday. Cue the dramatic music. We have a public service announcement. It's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's the most revolutionary ball trimmer the world has ever seen. Gentlemen, our friends over at Manscaped have been working night and day to bring you a below-the-waist grooming experience like none other with their brand new performance package 5.0 Ultra. Featuring the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, we're talking about a next-generation trimmer with interchangeable blade heads for whatever shave your mind can imagine. Upgrade your grooming game to the Ultrasphere this year by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code PACKADAY. High-tech for low places, Manscaped. Personally, Manscaped is my go-to for all of my grooming needs. Manscaped has some crazy technology that helps prevent nicks, cuts, snags, and tugs in all those ultra-sensitive places. I also personally recommend the Crop Soother Aftershave Lotion that just makes the entire experience so much better. In an area that you have to have trust, I trust Manscaped, and you should too. Right now, you can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code PACKADAY at manscaped.com. That's 20 percent off plus free shipping with code packaday at manscape.com. I can promise you've never seen a ball trimmer look like a spaceship, so get yours today from our folks over at Manscaped. Hey there. I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet? Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the Promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. I've had so much fun making Prize Picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. I'll say worse is borrowing from the future. Um, I'd say without a doubt. I think where the Packers are now, well, and and this is, I, th- I think I've talked about it here before as well. The assumption that trading for someone to borrow from the future to bring in a vet would fix things or bring about competency. Buddy, did you watch Sammy Watkins through the first six weeks last year? Like he was also running the wrong routes. Like he also doesn't know the offense. So just bringing in someone who has been in the league longer than two years does not mean that they're going to get any better. So I think borrowing for the future is worse given where the Packers are right now. And I'll also say, um, this whole thing that's floating around in terms of like the Packers not able to get a true, a true evaluation of love. I don't think that's true. I think it's true to an extent. I think just because we as fans can, uh, this has been a talking point. We as a fans have been saying, we can't get a true evaluation of love. 
well, maybe you can't, but maybe they are seeing what they want to see. Can he stay calm under pressure? Does he still go to the right reads? When things are breaking down in his face, what does he revert back to? Does he revert back to base programming or is he still trying to run the offense? Uh, what what are they asking from him? Like these are all questions that we can't answer unless we're in the building. And I do think there are things you can see even within this offense, even with some of the mess around him, that you can get a fairly good evaluation on kind of where love is in terms of where his progress is. The wider question on that is, are you undoing some of that progress by having all of this chaos around him? And does he revert back to, but does he revert back to like some of his bad habits? But again, to me, that's part of the evaluation. Things are not always going to be perfect. So I think the, there's, there is a talking point around, which I get it. It's fair around not getting a true evaluation of love. And I just, I do not think that's true. I just think we don't see, we don't see how they get a true evaluation of that. That, that doesn't mean that there's no way to get one. Um, that's the most memorable, funny story from Halloween. I don't know that I have one man. Like, I grew up in a very conservative household. Uh, so when I was a kid uh, through like my prime trick or treat years, we did trunk or treat at the church. And then when we moved to Kentucky, uh, we just, we would buy a movie every year. And as a family, we'd sit in the house and we'd hand out candy. So like, I didn't really do a whole lot of trick or treating. I went to a small Christian college. I, there was not big Halloween parties at this small Christian college of 2000 people. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't know my, I love Halloween. I love spooky season. I love horror movies. I do not have a whole lot of stories around it besides I really like, I like baking, like baked cinnamon apples and watching scary movies. That's my Halloween experience. Isn't that like every day for you though? <laughs> no, it's listen, it's July. It's October okay. 31st. Not baking apples, but like watching scary movies. Yeah. That's like every day. Yeah. Yeah. No, literally nothing changes. I, it's just colder now. <laughs> it's, it's colder to have a mini apple pie. <laughs> it's acceptable and more people are doing it. So more people are like, oh, hey, I want to talk about this. And then like by tomorrow, all of it will have gone away, but I will still remain. Dusty brings out his pumpkin blankie and it's officially time to to enjoy his spooky movies. Oh, Steve, I, I think you almost choked there when I said that. I was also eating a peanut M&M while that was happening. So. There you go. Great choice in my in my top three. Uh, for me, I don't need to elaborate too much on the first part because Dusty kind of stole my answer just in a more technical way. And in my notes, I wrote down Watkins, repeat, no. That's what I wrote down to, <laughs> <laughs> to remind myself about what I wanted to talk so you about. You should have here, gone so. first. I wanted just to hear that. <laughs> um, so I think you you hit the nail on the head there, Dusty. And as far as, um, and, you know, is it important to get a true evaluation of love? Absolutely. But right now, love doesn't have anybody. So how can you evaluate him when there are a lot of missing pieces and they don't feel strong about it? Um, and I just think that kind of rebuilding and trying to fill in some of those gaps is probably the the better route rather than just borrowing from the future and trying to, you know, throw spaghetti at the wall and, and see what sticks with some veteran guys. Um and then memorable, funny story from Halloween. Um, not didn't necessarily happen on Halloween, but it is Halloween themed. Um, when I went to Universal's Halloween Horror Nights one year, um, I was in one of the haunted houses. If you've ever been, you know it, it's absolutely awesome. Um, and the lights went out in, in the house um, while they were scaring people. Um, and all of the scarers, or at least in the room that we were in, it got extremely dark and all of the scares continued to scare. Um, and 
it was equally as terrifying as it was thrilling. And I'll never forget that. Um, there were, I went with like a large group of people from school um, and a bunch of us carpooled from Orlando because where I grew up was about an hour away from Orlando. Um, and yeah, some people were were in tears, very upset. But I personally, once we got out, it was kind of like when you, you go over the big drop in the roller coaster and I was like, adrenaline was pumping. Let's do it again. You know, but it was, I will never forget that. It was because all of the music and everything stopped too. You know, it's very loud and hectic. They have sounds. And then all of a sudden, it, whoop, is this part of the house or no? <laughs> what's what's happening here? So I'll, I will never forget that. Oof, that's a hard pass for me. <laughs> um, I mean, I think I'm, I'm with you guys. Like the Packers should not be borrowing from the future. They did that enough in the last two years with Aaron Rodgers. Like in right now, they're paying for it. Like, I don't think that's talked about enough where they went all in for two years. They pushed things to the future. And this is what's happening right now. They got rid of Rodgers. They got rid of his contract. They got rid of the expensive players. They they got rid of a lot of that stuff. And right now, a lot of the, the players that they were hoping and banking on got hurt. And so, yeah, it turned into a trash team. It really did. And... It happened quickly. It sucks. And as Packers fans for the last 30 years, we've been used to having somewhat decent teams. So, yeah, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it it, it flipped the switch. So I think the Packers are doing the right thing. It doesn't feel good to me as a Packers fan, but it's one of those things that I feel like I have to – I do understand why it's happening. So – um, and my most memorable, funny story from Halloween. I don't know if it's funny, but like the, the I guess the thing that I remember the most from like Halloween trick or treating is always going to the um, the quote unquote rich neighborhood that was right across like a couple of streets from me, and we would go over there and go trick or treating, and they were the people that gave away the king size candy bars. So. That was always like the cool thing going into the Washington Heights. That's uh, the neighborhood that I always remember going into. And, and yeah, so like you'd, you'd come away like as a kid with multiple king size candy bars. And yeah, you, you thought you would just like, you thought you ruled the world at that point. Next question. Brian Hart said, uh, the Packers have disappointed us in many ways. Penalties, drop passes, poor execution, etc." Who do you feel has been the biggest disappointment thus far? And his food question, uh, again, with the start, sit, cut. Cheez-Its, pretzels, goldfish crackers. So clearly this is a Sarah question. So we are going to start with you. All right. I'm excited for this one. Um, I hate saying this, but I think Jarrier Alexander has really disappointed me this year. I just, you know, he's should be one of the best in the league and obviously he's injured. So that could be, uh, or playing through injuries. I think, you know, he's back, but probably still, still a little beat up. And I don't know. I just haven't loved it. There there's been times where he's been cooked a little bit and, you know, at times it seems like he isn't maybe the best locker room guy either getting negative very quickly. And, you know, he, he's somebody that I think could be a, a big leader on this team, both on and off the field. And I just feel like I'm not 
getting that from him. Um, you know, we were getting that from Rasul Douglas, kind of seemed like he was the guy that people would look to and go to and then, you know, had a lot of passion on the field. But that's really, I think, what it is. It just comes down to, you know, Jarier was always the guy that you'd love to watch and it was exciting and flashy and it just really hasn't been. Um, and that's been disappointing, especially considering, you know, he's supposed to be a superstar and uh, it just really hasn't been that. So that's been tough to see. Um, and then this is a tough one. Everyone knows I love my pretzel goldfish mix. Um, and uh, I really wrestled with this one, but I'm going to start pretzels. Uh, versatility is big here because you could factor in soft pretzels. There was no, there was no limit. So you could have soft pretzels, pretzel sticks. There's also, there's, you know, the little, um, like the mini ones, and then there's the pretzel rods. Like there's so many different type of pretzels. So for versatility, I'm going with that. Man, that is not the way that I took this question at all. Well, I interpreted it differently. I guess, I guess you're right. Um, cheese its pretzels and goldfish, and you're really going like, ooh, I think soft pretzels are part of this conversation. It's a pretzel. It's, it's still a pretzel. a pretzel. It counts as a pretzel. He needs to be more specific if he wants if he wants certain yeah. types of these off the table. Uh, Cheez Its, pretzels, and goldfish crackers, and you guys are going. Oh, I think I would like the 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 the, the big ass like soft pretzels. Like, well, that, no. oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize that wasn't a pretzel. Yeah, are you going to argue it isn't a pretzel? I think it's I'm going to ar- I'm going to argue pretzel. that you both are wrong, and what Brian was arguing for. Oh, oh, look, it's two against one. Oh, look, we're right. <laughs> 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 Anyways, I'll resume my answer. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to go. Pre- Even though it's uh, wrong. That's fine. That's fine. I'm going to go start pretzels for the reasons I already mentioned. Um, and then I'm going to sit Cheez-Its. I just love Cheez-Its. And unfortunately, I'm going to cut goldfish. This is very tough. But I I don't know. I Maybe it's recency bias, but I've okay. been on a high with Cheez-Its lately. I eat all three of these regularly. So this has to be the most heartbreaking start sit cut that I've done yet. You eat soft pretzels regularly? I do, actually. I oh. buy the ones from the store that you can put in the toaster oven. I bought some of those a couple of weeks ago. I forgot how good those are. Yeah. Get a little Dijon mustard, dip it mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. Excellent. <laughs> That's right. Look, um, look who's so fancy with her Dijon mustard. <laughs> look who's so fancy making a pretzel in the I don't toaster. like that stupid yellow mustard. No. <laughs> Steve, I'm just saying you have to be deeply unhappy to be hating on soft pretzels. He's right so now. mad. He's I love so soft mad pretzels. right now. Oh. They are amazing. But that wasn't part of the question. That's That was my issue. Is that's not part of the question. You took it too far. If you're talking, my favorite part about no, these is that they're open to interpretation. You are talking goldfish crackers and then pretzels. Those are hard pretzels he's talking about. There's no question. I'm Those are hard pretzels the, he's I'm talking about. I'm looking at the about. question. I don't see that it says hard pretzels. It just says pretzels. It just says pretzels. I'm going to go. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God, my, the eye roll. My, the eye roll. <laughs> my biggest disappointment. I will continue if this I before this train goes too much. Through the abstract. freaking computer screen, like, I would. Like Ghost Dad, but for the digital age, um, I will say uh, biggest disappointment thus far. I I am also sad to say it. I will just say Christian Watson. I had such high hopes for him this year. I know he was injured. Um, I I still don't know if he's being used quite correctly. I'd like to see some more like crossers as opposed to go routes. But he has multiple times in the past couple of weeks had the ability to fight back for the ball. Had the ability to make a play on the ball. Balls hitting his hands in the end zone. 
and not making those plays. And this was a knock in him. Remember coming out of college was uh, he's a, he is a big guy who plays small. And the, we've seen that too many times over the past couple of weeks. And I had high hopes from this year. I'm not saying that he can't get this back together. I'm saying so far, Christian Watson has been a disappointment. Um, and then, yeah, I'm going to go, I'll go start goldfish crackers as a, as a father of two children, there are always goldfish crackers in the house. And so that's like a go-to snack when I'm working. I love goldfish crackers. If you've not had the vanilla cupcake goldfish crackers, my goodness, my goodness, they're tremendous. They're so, so good. So we get those quite a bit. And then I just, almost. Yeah. yeah, They're um, yeah. It's, it's almost, it's almost like, almost like a graham cracker. Yeah, but goldfish, they're incredible. If you guys, if you guys get them, if you guys Does can find them. Does it give a hint of like them. cheesecake almost? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. I'm they're just real good. Yeah, you should track them down. Give me your review because those are incredible. Um, I'm going to sit pretzels because uh, I also love pretzels. All kinds of pretzels, soft pretzels, particularly and specifically for this answer. Whatever will make Steve the <laughs> maddest is the type of pretzel that I enjoy. <laughs> Uh, and then I'm, I'm shocked you didn't start pretzels for, for the treatment in general. Legitimately, I, I know about you it. thought about legitimately it. Legitimately thought did. about it. And I'm cutting Cheez-Its. I I never got into Cheez-Its. I don't understand Cheez-Its. Really? They are they are perfectly fine for me. I don't understand. I never understood Cheez-Its. Love. I didn't have my first Cheez-It till I was like in college. So maybe I missed the window when you fall in love with Cheez-Its. Okay. Um. Yeah. Actually. Dusty, like honestly, that the the idea of Christian Watson was is completely what my answer was. I've been so utterly disappointed that they. I, I, I really love the fact that you said like I don't know if they're utilizing him in the right way, and that's very frustrating. Of you know him in the Eagles game of like running across and all of a sudden like being so wide open and like being able to take that to the house. And I I just, I feel like I don't see it. Like I don't see the Matt LaFleur creating separation for him and like creating these, these strategic ways to get him just wide open. And that sucks. But again, like I'm still on the same level of you of, there's been so many times that the, the, the ball's up in the air and you're like, dude, you're a six, five foot, you're a six, five wide receiver. Go get that ball. Go get it way higher than the five ten cornerback can get it. And it doesn't happen. And so I think that's been one of the, the, the super frustrating things for the, the Packers offense this year. As far as the start sit cut. Um, Here we go. I think I'm going pretzels first. And these, to me, this is just the hard pretzel. I love, (laughs) I love Merck's, like Merck's cheese, like the the spreadable cheese. Uh Uh-huh. I love that. After all of that fuss, you're going to start He's still still going pretzels after all that. No, I am He didn't like the way you got to it, Sarah. I don't like your pretzels. I, that's all it is. A hard, hard pretzel. pretzels was included in my answer. That no, was but my main going, answer, and I mentioned so the versatility of pretzel. Oh why my god! So, why is he so bad? <laughs> this is just so much fun. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, then I <laughs> do. I even need to go the rest of yep, the place. Yep, let's, let's hear it. Get... Let's hear it. It's gonna be the same answer as Sarah's. It's the exact same answer as Sarah's. <laughs> 
Cheese it, goldfish croakers. I said, I think it might be. <laughs> Tremendous. Uh, um, oh my gosh, I'm furious. I'm furious. <laughs> you just said you wish you could throw something at Dusty. I'm going to throw that right back at you. I mean, oh my gosh. We just wasted the poor listeners just listened to us argue about this for 10 minutes only for you no, to go, yeah, no actually, never listening. mind. You're right. right I agree with you. <laughs> no, I 100%. don't agree with you. I don't agree with you. Because I'm just going on the basis of the hard pretzel and just in general. So all right, let's move on. Let's. This move is on. such a weird hill to die on. Yeah, what is happening? I... Next question from DJ, who, <laughs> who has more. This is actually probably the best question that we got all week. So, congrats, DJ. Who has more faith, Linus waiting for the great <laughs> pumpkin, or Matt Lafleur and Joe Barry? <laughs> I just. I mean, uh, Dusty, do you have an answer? It's Linus. It's still (laughs) Linus, but by a hair, by a very slim margin. Uh Yeah. That was just a, that's just a great question. Just a great question there. Um, All right. Next one, we got Matt Pickett. What's a Packers trade that didn't happen, but you wish would have from this year or any other year? Obvious food question, what's your favorite Halloween candy? I think we kind of covered that one, but uh, bonus question for Dusty. What are three horror movies you'd recommend for someone who has seen very few? So, Sarah, is there a Packers trade you wish would have gone down and you're not allowed to say Antonio Brown? Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> I knew it. Like, there was something in your eyes that I could just tell. I w- When you started teeing up the question, I was like, please call me first. Please call me first. Please call me first. But we already talked about that a little bit. Um, no, it, it is surprisingly, it's not that trade. Um, you know, honestly... There's always guys that are rumored to go to the Packers and it never happened. I was looking at, I looked up an old ESPN article that was basically like, what are some of the biggest uh, either free agent signings or trades um, since 2018 that have been successful? Um, And there was a couple that stood out to me on this list that I was like, yeah, that, you know, I I don't know if the Packers were ever in contention there, but. That sure would have been nice. Uh, number one on the, that list was Tyree Kill. Um, he, <laughs> I saw that and just thought. The Packers were in contention for Tyree Kill? No, I said, I don't know. I, I'm basically changing the question. I. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, cool. I like it. <laughs> I said, I looked at a list. So we're adding these like extra pretzels into the question. Got it. Cool. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this guy. Who invited this guy? <laughs> Go ahead. Anyways, that was my one when I was looking at the list that I was like, well, that would have been nice. Um, but the other was Tyron Matthew. Uh, the peop- that he's always been one that that's my realistic one. So, Steve, if you wouldn't have cut me off, I would have gotten there. Um, you got Ty- there just fine. Yeah. Relax. So he's a guy that, you know, when he was available, it was always floated around like, oh, Aaron Rodgers really wants this guy. You know, could this happen? And people got really excited about it. And then it never did. Uh, so when I was looking at that big list and and seeing, you know, where the connections were, that was pretty much number one that stood out. And that that would have been really, really nice, uh, especially on a day like today when, you know, <laughs> everyone is angry about Packers secondary and Packers defense. So, you know, just would have been nice. 
Uh, other questions, I think we pretty much answered the Halloween candy question. And the other question, you know, Matt Matt apparently has a vendetta against Steve and I because it's only yeah. for Dusty. So I can't yeah. answer that because you know, my yeah, name isn't never, Dusty. He never has questions that are just for you and I. It's always Dusty questions, which, you know, for everybody listening, Sarah and I have feelings too. We enjoy specific questions that are just for us. I don't know what they would be. I don't know the specifics of them. But, you know, the fact that Dusty just watches – people die on TV all the time. Like, yeah, great. He should have an extra question. So let's have at it, bud. Are you guys done talking? Is it my turn to talk now? My- it's always your freaking <laughs> turn to talk. Are you, are you kidding me? Oh, I almost had to pull the slide yeah, whistle I out there. I, I pulled that back a little bit. I pulled that my, back. Uh, my Packers trade uh, Chase Claypool, uh, number one with a bullet. Um, <laughs> no, I will say the one, because I was trying to think back on this, and there was one There was, there was one on the Favre era. I won't get to that one. The one, the one springing to mind, that's a healthy dose of, of hindsight being 2020 here. There was rumors in the 2020 draft. Uh, that was a Jordan Love draft that there were talks of sending Rodgers to the Chargers that would have landed Herbert in Green Bay. So that's kind of, that's to, and that's, I don't know how close that got, but I remember there was rumors at the time that the Packers really liked Justin Herbert and that they were looking to trade up in there. And so that, that's, that's one of the big what ifs is what if this was Justin Herbert dropped on that 2020 team, as opposed to Jordan Love dropped onto the 2023 team. Uh, so that, that's, that's a big recent one on my mind. Um, People ask me these, these horror movie stuff, and so I I have a tough time without knowing exactly what people like. Three of the ones I tend to go to, I'll go Halloween 1978, the original Halloween. That's like one of the first slashers. I think it still holds up. The music's incredible. Uh, I will then go Zombieland. Zombieland is a fun comedy. A lot of horror comedies are ones that you kind of have to have a basis in that genre to like really kind of get into that. I don't think Zombieland is like that. The cast is incredible. It's got a tremendous energy through it. It's really fun. So I go Zombieland and then I will go for something just kind of spooky. I'll go Tim Burton, Sleepy Hollow, uh, late 90s. Uh, That's Johnny Depp, uh, Christina Ricci, tremendous cast. Just there's fog everywhere. It's a beautiful looking movie. Everyone knows the story. This is a really fun take on it. Christopher Walken is the headless horseman. Uh, it's uh, I, That's one I just for stylistically. I love that one. And then depending on what you like, you can go different angles. You know, Scream is great. Sixth Sense is one that kind of borders on there that people like. Uh, Psycho uh, is great for a little more if you want to feel a little more artsy and get into old movies. But I'll go original Halloween, Zombieland, Sleepy Hollow is a pretty good little starter back there. I think the uh, the trade that I would have loved to see go down, uh, it's been pretty well reported to this point now, was Tony Gonzalez to the Packers. Like that would Ooh, have I been. I forgot the about one. that one. That would have been the one I would have loved to have seen because I think you know Favre at the tail end of his career, being able to throw to to Tony Gonzalez like would have been huge. Um, so I would have absolutely loved to have seen that. So, um, all right, we got one more. It's from Dave Hahn. And so we've got, he it's very, very detailed into this question, but basically the premise is what three changes do the Packers need to make in order to effectively evaluate Jordan Love? It can be shuffling players around, including free agent signing, shuffling coaches around, or making a schematic change to the offense and the food question what food or beverage is just crying out for a pumpkin spice version 
So, Sarah, let's start with you. Are there any things, doesn't have to be three, but like, you know, one, two, three things that you think the Packers can do to really help you get a good idea if Jordan Love is the guy? I think, you know, number one, and it seems like they're already starting to make some changes, is that they just really need to crack down on discipline and and what's happening with the team. The Packers are absolutely beating themselves every week with penalties, just stupid mistakes. And how can you give Jordan Love a fair chance if you're literally basically losing to your own team every week? It's infuriating to watch. So I think discipline is a big one there. Um, the other thing is the offensive line. You know, we, we talked about this a little bit. It, it, it's been disappointing and um, it's unfortunate, but I think they need to, you know, in free agency in the offseason, consider bringing somebody in that, especially, you know, they, they claim that Bakhtiari is going to be back next year, but y- you never know what's going to happen with that. If he's going to be healthy, we've seen now that, you know, they're obviously trying to clear cap space and, and move things around and you, you just don't know. And I think they need a guy that is solid, that can really be the voice and the leader there um, in addition to what they already have. So making a, uh, a play for somebody uh, during free agency for the line. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's basic, but I, I think they've got to get rid of Joe Barry. It's time. Uh, it's not good. Um, everybody is mad. Um, we, I mean, if you're comparing Linus and Lucy's pa- level of patience to Matt LaFour and, and Joe Barry, it's not good. It's an ugly scene. Uh, so those would be three things just off the top of my head, but I could probably go on. The list could be longer. There are a lot of things wrong with this Packers team right now. Um, and then something that, I mean, there are already way too many things that are uh, pumpkin spice flavored, but I was thinking about this and I, I haven't seen this in the store and I did a quick search and it, there really isn't a lot that are available anywhere. There's a lot of homemade recipes, but having an um, ice cream sandwich, um, you know how they have the cookie ice cream sandwiches where the, mm-hmm. you usually get like an M&M cookie on both sides and then there's vanilla ice cream in the middle. I think having a pumpkin flavored cookie with vanilla ice cream during the fall would be absolutely delicious. And I looked this up and it's really not a thing. And I would have thought I buy those all the time. I buy the Oreo ones. I buy the M&M ones. I Mm -hmm. buy the plain ones. And I'm in that section. So if it was there, I would think it would have caught my eye. So maybe this exists, but I personally haven't seen it and think it would be delicious. I don't know that any answer I have is going to top that. That is... That's all I can think about now. The only uh, thing I had was pumpkin spice Red Bull. <laughs> Ew. Jail. Jail for that. Yeah. I love I love pumpkin spice stuff, but I agree with Sarah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, that's goodness. fair. I, I, I wouldn't drink it. I wouldn't buy it. But that's the only thing I can think that hasn't been put into. Pumpkin spice hasn't been put into. <laughs> it's fair. Okay. So, Sarah, you said it's a long list in terms of what the package need to get better. That's true, but it's also kind of a short list in my mind. And like, so I didn't have three things. I had two things. It was execute better and get, have your playmakers make plays. Some of that goes back to the Watson stuff. If a ball hits you in the hands, catch it. If you have the ability to, to fight through a ball, fight through the ball. If, and, and like, that's not just a Watson stuff. There was four mark drops on the day uh, this past week. And I feel like there was at least double that because they're always conservative with drop numbers. And Musgrave had one on third down that he dropped. He had at least a couple from Watson. Jones um, had one. 
Jones had the one. Yeah. So there's, there was quite a few. Uh, that, that were That's right. Yeah. Dobbs had the one. Um, Dobbs had the one, I think that they called the catch, right. And then they reviewed it and it was like, he yeah. clearly did not catch that ball. And so it came back. Yeah. Bad. Hit him in the hands and then he went out and it bobbled and then he completed it. And yeah. It was, he completed it after taking like three steps out of bounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like ha- playmakers make your place. Like you've got this young roster, you've got these young, exciting, inexperienced wide receivers that are not always going to run the ro- same routes, which we've seen multiple times, but if the ball gets to you, make a play and get some yardage out of it. And yeah, then just execute better. That that goes for penalties. That goes for, <laughs> I was looking at a play. It was the first third down, it was third and one uh, that they ran A.J. Dillon up the middle that he got stuffed. I think there was one or two dudes that actually made the correct play on that play. They're, just, they're not doing any given play. It seems like there's at least one guy that is not doing what they're supposed to be doing. And it just comes down to, is that going to break the play or not? So they just need better execution, which again, that's a long answer. And that's also a short answer. Uh, so that's, that's in my mind, that's the stuff they need to get better. They're a young team. You've got to grow together and you just, you've, you've got to progress through that stuff. Uh, and then, you know, pumpkin spice. I, yeah, Sarah's, I, I had some ideas floating around. I'm not topping that. That's, that's perfect. I'm, I'm doing Sarah's pumpkin spice thing. Cause I want that in existence. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I think the, the biggest things they can do to help Jordan Love is is put players into good positions. Like, I love A.J. Dillon. I really, really have a hard time understanding why they consistently run him out of the shotgun. And, like, let that man go downhill. Put a fullback in front of him. He's 250 pounds. It's third and one. Let let him just run in front of people. Like I get it. There was some bad blocking and, and it, maybe that would have happened as well on that type of play. But I feel like you, the, the Packers really, really need to identify and just key in on the things that their players do. Well, they've got these young guys find out the things that they do really well, put those in and then work out from there. Like, be able to, like Dusty has said multiple times, if they are able to, you know, make a play look like one thing and then the next time it's something else. Like, key in on those things that they do well and then work out from there. Instead of, like, it just feels so discombobulated right now. Like, they don't know what they do well. They don't, and and, and from that, it becomes unbelievably frustrating. So, that would be my big thing is find a couple of things that the Packers young players do well, go from there and, uh, you know, hope for the best. <laughs> so as far as pumpkin spice goes, I'm again, I'm taking Sarah's answer like that. That's like 20 times better than my stupid ass Red Bull answer. So yeah, good job, Sarah. So let's close this thing out with some, uh, some closing thoughts. So Sarah, what do you got for us? Yeah, so today when you're listening to this on Wednesday, um, I will be joining Andy, our pod father, Andy Herman, on the live edition of Pack-A-Day podcast. So um, that'll be at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. So definitely tune in if you're interested. Um, Not sure what we're going to talk about yet. I'll find out tomorrow, so that'll be fun. Um, But looking forward to it. I've been, we've been trying to work this out for a little bit now, been 
my schedule has been a bit crazy and now I finally uh, was able to squeeze it in. So I'm excited to chat with Andy. Haven't you know, been on a podcast with him in, in a couple of years now, I think. it's It's been a hot minute. Um, so looking forward to that. Usually there's a third person that joins out. I'm not sure who it is. So uh, definitely tune in um, and I'm looking forward to it. I think it should be a lot of fun. And for me, I've got my stuff. So I had Packer Report uh, yesterday. Yesterday, where I looked at a couple of wide receiver screen variations, so I enjoyed that the Packers showed in the low red zone. Still, kind of showing, uh, you know, the floor's been under a lot of heat, and some of that I think is rightfully so. But he has been very creative with some of the stuff he's doing, and so I like to highlight that when I find it. And so I did some wide receiver variations at Packer Report yesterday at Cheesehead TV today. I've got looking at the passing game and dive, dive deeper than I expected to into the role of uh, the sniffer role which is something that uh, the alignment of a running back to kind of take away some of the double A gap mug stuff that the Vikings like to do. So I kind of got into, went down a rabbit hole of what the Packers pass protection plan was against the Vikings. And then kind of talked about uh, AJ Dillon in the role of the sniffer and kind of what that is and how teams employ that. So that'll be up on Cheesehead TV today. That was really fun. That's been something, um, I don't know I've been meaning to write about, but that's been something that I've I've had in the back of my brain for a while. So to see the Packers employ that and and why they're employing that was fun to write about. So that'll be Cheesehead TV today. Um, I had the Packers playbook video with uh, John Kuhn that went up yesterday where we looked at um, <laughs> the first third down attempts of the day for the Packers, which turns out was only it was one official play. So it was the uh, the long throw to Dobbs that got called back for an eligible man downfield because there was an RPO. Uh, that no one ran a route on. And so Jordan Love didn't want to throw to. Uh, you had the second down offsides uh, where, he's, where he chucked a read. And then you had the A.J. Dillon up the middle. One of my favorite moments of that, we were getting ready to record that. And he just started laughing as we were kind of like talking about the run play. If that tells you how that play went. So that's up over on Cheesehead TV YouTube channel. Ton of fun as always. Um, and then this week I'm also doing Last Call Lambo. So I'm sitting in with uh, Aaron, Alice and Monty Moore, and that'll be out on Thursday. So we're recording that tomorrow. So that'll be uh, always an unhinged amount of fun. And then we got watching stuff this weekend with those two where we're doing Blade 2, working our way through the Blade movies. So a lot of stuff. I got some videos I'm hoping to do as well, but that's that's my big stuff. And I've said too much already. I've already said too many words. Nice. No, you have not said too many words. People, weirdly enough, people like reading your stuff mm-hmm. and they like hearing from you. I don't, I don't know why. Like I talk to I you every either. week and I don't get it. Yeah. But for whatever reason, they do. They do. They love your stuff. They love your stuff. <laughs> so uh, I'm glad that you're able to, uh, you know, promote it. So, um yeah, outside of that, I mean, I'm just the only thing I can say is try to, as a Packers fan, just try to have a little bit of, you know, calm in your life. You know, the fact that they traded Rasul Douglas isn't the end of the world. Uh, this team wasn't one player away from becoming a Super Bowl contender. Uh, it's it's It sucks to hear, but it's a rebuilding year. It really is. And the easier that it is for you to embrace that, the more fun you're going to have during the season. That's all I can say is understanding where the Packers actually are versus where we want them to be. It's a very liberating thing. So if you have that ability in your, if you have that mental capacity to be able to understand that, that's awesome. Um, If not, I'm sure you're going to be continually yelling on Twitter for people to be fired and, you know, 
everything in between. But uh, we love you anyway. Thank you guys for listening. Um, hopefully the Packers can beat the Rams. I don't know about that, but we'll see. We'll see. It should be a complete crap show between uh, who's a who's a who's the uh, Rams quarterback? It's, it sounds like Brett Rippon's going from Brett the South. Brett Brett Rippon. So, um, yeah, it'll be it'll be a fun one. It'll be a fun one. But uh, either way, we love the Packers. So thank you guys for listening. We will be back next week. And as always, go Pack Go. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.